The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We got a fun episode tonight. Jake. Yeah, man. Are you excited? I, of course I'm excited. I, I want to I talk about Ozzy's paint shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. The, fa- the fact that uh, they couldn't just... Having them called three guys who paint wasn't enough. We had to put Ozzy in a t-shirt that literally has paintbrushes on it. It's like, you know, it, Ozzy's shirt and Leprechaun with the paint looks like when somebody has a brand new proton pack and tries to weather it with like silver they paint. Yeah, you can't stop. 100%. They don't know how to do it right. They just how to edit three little spots. <laughs> perfect little marks. I love it. I love it. Well, this is what we got going on. We've got actor Mark Holton, who is going to be joining us uh, tonight on YHS. Now, you might know Mark from some pretty significant 80s cinema. We're talking Teen Wolf. We're talking Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And of course, Leprechaun uh, as Ozzy. Leprechaun Returns. We got to talk about Lyndon Porco. We got a lot to cover. I hope he's ready for uh, quite a conversation. (laughs) Abby, uh, what, what, what do you got going on tonight? Oh, I'm just excited to talk about painting technique. Uh, and honestly, uh, it was really fun watching um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And we just recently watched Leprechaun with everybody um, in the watch along. So I feel like very geared up. And also Mark Holton was in an episode of Seinfeld. So I kind of want to dig into that and like just he hear what it was like. the screen with Jerry and Elaine. This is very exciting stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the black and white cookies. Very cool. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've we been talking to Mark and he's excited to come on. So that's going to be coming up in just a few minutes. But um, before we get to that, let's just check in see how we're doing we've had a lot going on i don't know if anybody's heard we've got like forty-seven thousand podcasts now that we do uh on a weekly basis so uh jake monster island you and jake you're you're going every other week but we also just dropped a special one-off with jake how, how are things going over there on monster island Man, things are going good, especially with uh, today's release of Godzilla Singular Point on Netflix. So I'm sure as soon as Jay, uh, you know, gets back from vacation, we are we already have like a, a show lined up for next week. But soon after that, we'll be digging into uh, Singular Point. So, dude, it's 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 going very cool. That's awesome. And then um, Abigail, the bad bitches on YouTube, the bad batch uh, reaction show. Now you told me today the bad batch is halfway through. So how are you feeling halfway through this season? Yeah, it's like the midway point, which is, uh, I mean, it's, it's intense. There's a lot that we're building to. There was a huge uh, character reveal from the last episode, which uh, we're going to talk about. Um, I'm really excited for tomorrow's episode too. 
so yeah, it's going to be Monday night at 9.30 on YouTube exclusively. Uh, Ryan, Catherine, and I talking about Bad Batch. Um, very excited about it. I've got a new t-shirt to wear, so it's going to be fun. Oh, that's always good. T-shirts now, Abby last, Abby, last week, I was waiting for a special guest the whole time because I saw your story, but then I realized <laughs> afterwards that you just meant Catherine and her her mask. And yeah. I was like, it's a bulb oh. mask. I felt very mask? stupid. That's very yeah. Well, maybe, you know what? I'm just going to keep teasing that there's going to be a special guest. Big guest. <laughs> maybe I'll bring Watto on. Um, so <laughs> I'll interview him. And then, of course, we've got Toy Anxiety, which is really kind of taken off. It's been really cool to see uh, that community grow every Tuesday night on YouTube. It really, Yes Have Some only exists now to promote all of our other shows. That's all we do. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah. That's why we got Mark Holden on tonight. Um, yeah. And I think, like, Listen, this year has been so, I was talking on the phone with Jake yesterday and undeniably this year has been so much better than last year across the board. Just like yeah. thinking about like seeing friends and going to conventions, getting ready for Dragon Con, like it just it feels good. It feels so good that I was like, we need to interview somebody and talk about like movies that we like. And that's why I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message Mark Holton, see if he wants to get on YHS train. And uh, that's why it's happening. It's very exciting. It feels like, this feels like a very classic YHS interview type thing. Like it's, okay. it's right in line with the kind of, we don't do a whole lot of interviews, but when no. we do, we're very it's selfish. This kind of stuff. It's mostly mm-hmm. about us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't listen. I don't want to hear anybody else talk. Unless it's my voice. Right. (laughs) But Abby, would you still say we're, we're a contender for the number one leprechaun podcast? Oh my God. Yes. We are at 100% gunning for Aniston and for uh, Warwick Davis after this. (laughs) I I don't think there's a contend, a contender spot happening at this point. It's just, it's just just us. We're just us. Now I um, we created a space. We created a space for leprechaun, a safe space for leprechauns. That's the <laughs> should we do? Should we do a leprechaun spinoff YHS podcast? Yeah, sure. I mean, how many leprechaun movies are there? Seven, eight. So like a, a limited eight. series, maybe a limited series. There's um, eight. There is eight leprechaun movies. Okay, and then there's that serial that has a leprechaun. I don't know if it's associated with, but I've seen that. And, it's not. Uh, it's not. No. And then there's a St. Patrick's Day. We could do a special edition episode that day. No, um, that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, it's cool. Like uh, I agree. Like we don't always have guests on. We we you know, but when we do, they got to fit. And I, you guys know, I've been trying to come up with a name for whatever this genre is that we specialize in. Um, I still don't know what it is, but if, if, if you're in that leprechaun back to the future, Batman 89 ghostbusters jaws realm, if you fit that mold, then you're, you're part of the YHS, uh, family, I would say. So, uh, Mark's going to be joining us in a couple minutes, couple uh, more housekeeping notes though. Patreon is really rocking. Uh, you can find out all about the bonus content that we have on Patreon at patreon.com slash yes, have some for as little as $5 a month. You get exclusive access, multiple bonus audio episodes. You don't even want to understand what we dropped this week from Jacob Walsh, Jacob Walsh versus <laughs> the mist, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, it, like an audio drama experience. Uh, 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 I would say this, it was the podcast. Like, you know, when you're watching, um, like rescue nine one one or, uh, I don't know, like 
what's the one uh, unsolved mysteries where they have like the reenactments i feel like that was the the yhs version of of that in audio form jake that was really good i i think if you haven't listened to it uh that's worth signing up to the patreon yeah we're getting into radio drama thanks to you yeah thank you no thank you i've always had kind of a soft spot for that kind of like listening to uh stories i listen to a podcast called risk and sometimes when they pre-record their stories they do that they add music here and there and i'm just it's so dramatic and uh i think those are really fun to listen to so i, I wanted to give it a shot absolutely great. Yeah. um and then of do course what, what was that app you should do more do more jake hey that was good i, I will thank we, you that was good we'll we need more um <laughs> I, uh no it was really cool and like i think um, you know, Patreon's awesome. We've got our own little community over there. We've got the Discord chat. We've got the watch alongs coming up. Uh, and then we've got the merch madness. We're doing our official first merch drop next month. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash yes, have some find out. Uh, it's really the best way to support us. If you like what we do, uh, and you like toy anxiety and you like YHS and monster Island and bad bitches and midnight Mando and, and, and so on and so on. Um, Listen, we put a lot of work in and we, we love doing it. And if you want to support us, Patreon's the way to do it. And we very much value and appreciate that Patreon family. Uh, last thing before we get to the interview, group therapy, YHS group therapy, the official Facebook group for Yes Have Some is one member, maybe two members away from a thousand. So uh, it's been really cool to see that community grow. We might need another admin soon. I don't know. I'm feeling like we yeah. might need somebody else in there. I can think of a few contenders. We're going to have an, ad, an a reality show for us picking an admin survivor. Jake, do you like that idea? <laughs> I do. And uh, I, I want to be the host of that one and just make them do weird shit. First tribal challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to I want to snuff somebody's torch. <laughs> yeah. Stand on this log for as many hours as you can on one leg. Yes. While memes are <laughs> flying at you. You're just swatting away the memes. Your tribe has spoken. Um so uh lot going on at YHS, lot going on at Yes Have Some uh, as a whole and Listen, it's not even July yet. There's so much to look forward to this year between Ghostbusters Afterlife, all the new Marvel movies coming out, Loki, uh, you know, the Godzilla anime just hit. Uh, there's just a lot going on, and and there's mm-hmm. plenty of toys to buy as well. So, Suicide uh, Squad. One thing I'm going to ask Mark is I don't think Mark's ever had an action figure, and we need to change that. Oh, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about it. because There needs to be a leprechaun. All right, we're saving this. Yeah, for- save yeah, it, yeah, save yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Right. Coming Stop out talking. Of- there we go. All right, everybody. Well, uh, we, we might know a guy who can do it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he wants to- <laughs> um, so anyways, cool. Right now, Mark Holton. Now, Mark has had an awesome career. Pee-wee's Big Adventure as Francis. He was Ozzy in Leprechaun. He was Chubbs in Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2. And he's just got one of those recognizable faces, one of those auras where like he pops up in movies and shows and you go, hey, it's Mark. I know that guy. He's awesome. Um, And we're going to talk to him right now. I'm very excited about it. So here is the YHS chat, the fireside chat. I hope he has a fire because we don't, uh, with Mark Holt. I hope he's making pasta. I hope he's yeah. making pasta. Lots to live up to. Kurt Fuller made that pasta. Still one of my all-time favorite interviews, so uh, check that one out in the archives. Uh, all right, guys, here uh, we go. 
Here we are. Yes, have some podcast. We are with actor Mark Holton. Now, Mark, first thing I always ask everybody is, where are you? Where in the world is Mark Holton? Physically in the universe? Well, in the universe, in the country, in the world. Uh, I, I like to get an idea of, uh, you know, what, what, you know, where you're from, where you are, what's going on. Well, I'm not in Georgia, but I wish I was. <laughs> uh, I, I am in a small town near Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, oh. I, I, I stay at my home. And I, we've named it The Hermitage. The Hermitage. I like that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, there's already a Hermitage, so I guess this would be technically Hermitage West. Okay, the mm. West. Okay, very cool. Um, so, okay, Tulsa. I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't know if I've ever been. To, I've been to Oklahoma. I don't know if I've ever been to Tulsa, but it sounds like a fine place to be. Oh, it's it's growing like crazy. Urban sprawl like you wouldn't believe. Houses going up. Uh, it's, it's getting hard to even get an apartment in Tulsa. Oh, wow. um, we have... We have a new mall. Uh, it used to be like a 35, 40 minute jaunt, but now like 25 minutes, I'm in a major mall. Uh, and nice. it, it's just, yeah, uh, everything's there now. Costco, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. You're set up. Uh, you got to have that Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> You're good to go. Uh, well, Mark, let's 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 backtrack a little bit. You know, I reached out to you. Uh, you're 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 on social media now. You're on Instagram. You got cameo going. You got you got the eight by tens doing the autographs. And you might not know this. You will find this out throughout the course of this interview. But you <laughs> perfectly fit the mold of the kind of person that we want to talk to at Yes Have Some Podcast because we are all about uh, the you know classic cinema. We love Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We love Teen Wolf. And we are the self-proclaimed number one leprechaun podcast in the world. Um, it's not an official title, but we're trying to get it to stick. Uh, so it just makes sense for you to be here. Well, that's why I have the green on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, you're our second leprechaun guest. We did have the pleasure to talk to uh, Jennifer Aniston. No, not, no. not Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> It was Lyndon Porco who joined us, uh, uh, you know, after Leprechaun Returns came out. So we'll we'll get to that. But uh, Mark, where I want to start with you is is you know you've had this career. You're you're one of those people that everybody knows and recognizes from the movies. So how did you how did you get started? How did you get into acting? What what led you down that road? Oh my! Um, uh, In when I was a freshman in high school. I had a very poor grade, barely passing in English, and uh, school was doing a uh, a standard oratory contest in the uh, main auditorium, and I thought this is probably the only way I'm going to pass this this class. Okay, is is to enter it, and uh, of course I chose Patton's address to his men, okay, uh, which is laced with profanity. Uh, I won, but I was also called to the principal's office, the vice principal's office. And I thought, boy, I've done it now. (laughs) And uh, he looked at me over his bottom of the top of his glasses. You know, he said, no, Mr. Holton, you know, we don't use those words here in this high school. I said, yes, sir. But, you know, it was a a role I was playing. And he goes, hmm. Good job. Now get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bravo. All right. 
so the rest of it was uh, high school speech tournaments and uh, dramatic and uh, uh, comedic duets, poetry, dramatic interpretation, uh, comedy interpretation, uh, humorous interpretation is what we called it, actually, which led to a scholarship at uh, Northeastern State University here in Oklahoma. And I studied theater there. And the Cherokee tribe had an out, well, I guess they still do. I don't know, really. I uh, had an outdoor drama in this huge amphitheater in the summers. And uh, I was able to play roles there like uh, Daniel Webster, uh, you know, some some really nice roles. It was more of a pageant than a play, but and it was a great way to spend my summers in college. And then from there, I went to non-union dinner theater. And uh, <laughs> all right, I want to hear all about a that. Of, <laughs> couple of tours with Nat, and I was like, okay, I got to get the hell out of here. So I, <laughs> I, I had been to New York several times to see plays, saw a lot of great Broadway plays. Um, I was there at a time where I was able to see Zero Mostel play Tevia. That's oh, how wow. far back that goes, yeah. And uh, I was sitting uh, here in my little hometown in Oklahoma, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go to New York, or I'm going to have to go to Hollywood. I don't know what to do. I've never been to Hollywood. And I was watching a late night show, and uh, the the guest asked this actor. I want to say it was Lee Majors, but I'm I can't I'm you know my memory probably has tricked me on that one. Uh, and he said, why did you go to Hollywood instead of Broadway? And he said, well, you know, I'm from a small town and I knew myself psychologically and I knew it'd be a lot easier for me to rub bumpers than elbows. And living in New York and the cost and everything. And I thought, all right, I'm going to pack up the Pontiac and, uh, Put my little TV and boombox in there. <laughs> and go rub some bumpers. And I'm heading west. I love that. That's a great story. Nice. That's yes. good stuff. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of mentioned earlier, you've you've got these these uh, these prominent appearances and these these really uh, you know very popular movies for, you know, I just want to say our generation. So like we're all around the same age. I'm born in 84. So I'm really coming in my own 1988, 1989. And, and a movie like Pee Wee's Big Adventure is on um, constant repeat for me on, on VHS. This is something that I've seen hundreds and hundreds of times. And to think of that character, to think of, you know, Francis, it, like to me, this is th- when I'm ranking the seminal character moments of of 1980s cinema that this this I, I i hate to skip ahead but i have to talk about this the the scene with you and paul rubens the the um i know i know you are but what what am i has to be one of the most quoted most popular things. at least by you craig no, it's definitely the most no, quoted. no 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 not just by me this is something that from a pop culture perspective is, is very much of the zeitgeist of the time, but has remained, I mean, that is a very popular cult film, you know, whatever it is, 35, you know, gosh, almost 40 years later. So what does that, 
Do you know that? Do you, is this what you think about before you How go to sleep? How massively influential you are? <laughs> well, I finally started figuring it out. Um, about 20 years later, I, I picked up, I don't know where I was, a dentist's office or something, and picked up one of the magazines, and it had a list of the, like the top 50 cult films of all time. And I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure list, and I went, people still remember that? <laughs> you know, and, and a, a decade later, it was like, wow. People still know that film. They they know the dialogue better than I did, <laughs> and um, it just it just kept going that way. And now it's it's crazy. I mean, I I, uh, I went to the thirty uh, fifth uh, anniversary tour that uh, Paul did, um, where he was live on stage after the screening in a beautiful old theater in Dallas, and to watch Big Adventure with Texans, you you just uh, words can't describe, you know, <laughs> it is kind of a text that the Texas plays a huge role in this movie. I know. I mean, when they get down to, you know, deep in the heart, of Texas, <laughs> yes. erupted. I love that. That's incredible. I, lo- yeah. I, lo- I love, as we're speaking about this, I love that you have Pee Wee over your shoulder, kind of still taunting you with the bite. Yeah. <laughs> he follows me everywhere I go. Oh, I love that. Um, Funny story about that. Sure. Um, we were on a little side trip through Nashville or whatever and decided to go up on the roof of George Jones's bar and have a bourbon. Okay. And we came down into the lobby and I, I hit one of the rocking chairs and my son took a picture of me. So we get back and he's looking through the pictures. And uh, showed it to me, and I looked over my shoulder, and there was Pee Wee dressed like a cowboy with his arm around George Jones. <laughs> and I thought, what are the chances that that would have happened without me knowing? That's really good. <laughs> That's awesome. So great. I love that. Um, so, yeah, like you get out to LA and from you know we've heard a lot of these stories of you know how it, it really is kind of funny like the success stories of people moving out there and just packing up their car and going and then is it you know the, the way it always goes is and I don't know if this matches your story is I, I I I didn't have anywhere to live I crashed on somebody's couch I started going on auditions like how does that match up for you or or did you have a plan I was extremely lucky I had a buddy from college that had been out there okay and um, he he knew his his best buddy there in Los Angeles. He contacted him and said, you know, I have a friend coming out. Can you kind of, you know, show him the areas where you ought to look for an apartment and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, well, George, just, just have him stay with us. Well, wow. Okay. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it turns out that she worked in casting at Paramount. See, oh. this never happens to me. Slam dunk. The people yeah. I meet oh, no. are never a casting okay. director. There has been been a lot of divine intervention in my life. Um, so uh, she would she would take me in uh, to read with these other actors instead of her having to read with them. I'd sit there and I'd I'd do the other roles. And um, when I got the callbacks um, for Webster, um. I, I was, uh, of course, in with the producers and the director and all the powers that be. And I think I, I read for like two days without with everybody that came in 
um, auditioning. And at the end of it, uh, they said, you know what? We're going to write you an episode. It'll be the last episode of the ceiling season. It's going to be a small role, but you'll get your sack card unless you have it by the time uh, we shoot it. I went, you're kidding me. <laughs> and uh, it was crazy. And, and of course, I'm going, I, before the filming, this is crazy. I'm here. I'm getting ready to go on television. And people, and Webster the, was a big deal. That was a big show. Well, well you know, the, the, one of the producers popped his head in. And instead of calming me down, he said, just wanted you to know. More people will see you tonight than saw Caruso in his entire career. Wow. And he shut the door. And I went, oh, that doesn't put any pressure on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a guarantee I can make about being on Yes, Have Some podcast. But I think we got about a a sixth of the Webster peak audience. Um, (laughs) That's fair. So that would probably be like... Seven or ten million people. It's funny when you hear about old TV stats, like compared to these days. Like, mm-hmm. if you were on primetime, you know, sitcom, there might be thirty million people watching. So it's like uh, back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you do Webster, and then so if you know, I I try not to just live by the Wikipedia or the IMDb, but <laughs> it looks like nineteen eighty five was was kind of your break. I mean, you've got Teen Wolf and you've got Pee Wee's Big Adventure both happening that year. Did they both film in like 84? I mean, I know back, you know, sometimes movies would film and sit on a shelf for a couple yeah, of years. So yeah. what what was that timeline like? I'm trying to remember. Now, see, I keep getting asked questions to where I don't know. Uh, it seems like I did Teen Wolf first. Okay. And I know that uh, towards the end of that shoot, Mike Fox uh, was getting picked up at the end of the day in this gigantic limo uh and rushed over to start filming uh back to the future mm-hmm. and then uh after that um i'm pretty sure it was after that that i yeah i know it was it was after that that uh i did a few other things and then uh landed the role of francis buxton what, so, and that's a great role let's talk about it so you um Abby, you were asking me, we were kind of breaking that we watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure the other night, which we do like, you know, once a month, but we, <laughs> we were, we really wanted to break down the, the scenes that you have with Paul Rubens. There's these great exchanges, this great dialogue. I mean, this is, I mean, this is Tim Burton's first feature film. It's Danny Elfman's first time score. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of like film history kind of packed yeah. into this, this small movie. Um, and then of course, well, like, I, I think, Tim had done a movie called Frankenweenie. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, was sure. Uh, yeah. 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 But it was, uh, you know, and then uh, Elfman, I, I was buying Oingo Boingo mm-hmm. uh, music to listen to. And I'm going, this is the guy, the guy from Oingo Boingo is doing the soundtrack. <laughs> this is going to be messed up. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Really one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Yeah. Right, right. I think I think at the time he was thinking the same thing though because I'm pretty sure like I think Tim Burton like was like hey I want you to do this and he was like why <laughs> right. it's that's probably true um, so 
I'm trying to I'm I'm piecing together the timeline. Pee Wee Herman was was uh you know kind of a known entity in in some circles. He had uh Paul yeah. Rubens had the uh the the stage show that had been very popular, maybe like the HBO special and stuff. So um I, I would, were you familiar with with the character, you know, going into it? I had seen Paul Rubens one time on an episode of Letterman. Okay. And he came on and of course, uh, I'm I'm going. God, this guy's nuts. <laughs> right. <clears throat> He's funny, but I thought, okay, this is a uh, whatever, you know. Right. And uh, and that was my only um, frame of reference when I walked in that room to audition for that film. Okay. So. Everybody knows the scenes, right? So near the beginning of the movie, Pee Wee's walking out with his bike. You are fawning over the bike. You have the you you you. I, you're clearly evil. Like it's very, but you're you're it, it, that's you're portraying pure evil. You want to steal this poor guy's bike. You'll 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 do anything for it. But you're you're kind of you know sucking up to him a little bit. There's this great exchange, and then we talked about the. Uh, I know you are, but what am I? And then, but I think the real, the thing that sticks out in my mind is the, the bathtub scene. I mean, this is, Abby was asking me about, we were trying to break this down. Like, how did they film this? Like, was there a bigger pool there? Underwater like, what? shots or those from a different pool? <laughs> yeah. Like it was like, I want to, I just want to hear about yeah. it to be honest. Yeah. Oh, well, it was, it was all built on a soundstage and, uh, what you don't see, uh, in the movie are the miles of these huge diameter uh electrical cables and okay. connectors and you know they're spurring off it's like an octopus all over the floor and when professor tanaka mm-hmm. did his dive into the pool this massive tidal wave <laughs> came out and rushed over all this electronic uh cabling oh my god and right up to my bare feet standing in the water Oof. and i went this is going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> Two, three, four. I'm still alive. <laughs> what that would have so, been? Uh, that would have been quite a way to go out. That you get the uh, big yeah. roll and then buzz. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in this scene, we've got Pee Wee confronting you in the bathtub. Now, what I've always enjoyed about this, and I know Jake's going to agree with me, is Francis is playing with all these ships, right? You've yeah. got, it's like, you know, like a battleship and like an aircraft carrier. And you, Francis is like a monster. Like he's, he's playing the he's role some of like a Godzilla kaiju. or a Kaiju. I love, I just wanted to tell you how much I love that. Cause that's the dream. <laughs> when you're a child, this is a dream scenario. <laughs> um, well, I just kind of, I just had, had a, a ball doing it because if I, if you know, in my childhood, when I played like that, that's exactly what I would have done. Right. You know, stuck the little figure in my mouth and go, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's great. That's so great. Um, so like we talked about, Pee Wee kind of has this legacy and you're kind of, uh, you're very associated with, with, uh, with the film. And then, um, but this is the mid eighties. So what, you know, you, you've popped up in so many places. You, you're, you, you've been in anytime you pop up, it's always like, Oh, there he is. Like, it's, it's great. So like, what is your trajectory, you know, after the mid eighties, do you just 
hit the ground, you know, running as a working actor or, or does it get tougher? Like, um, well, I don't know. I was, I was fortunate enough to have a national commercials running, uh, pretty steady okay. and, uh, they would run for a long time. And that, that, uh, that kept the family fed and kept us from having to move underneath a bridge. Oh, good. And, but, uh, it also allowed me to kind of, uh, you know, pick and choose some of my other roles because uh, people kept calling me in for years. And what they wanted was for me to play Francis. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, well, wow, that's not what I got from the script at all. <laughs> I've already played that role. Right, right. And, um, you know, I'm sure I left a lot of money on the table. Who knows? Well, no, I know I left a lot of money on the table, but I was a stubborn actor. And I wanted to uh, do things like uh, a league of their own, Gacy. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to where people were finally, uh, you know, able to see past uh, Francis Buxton and, and cast me uh, in, in other roles that uh, that I wanted to play. I didn't want to be a, a one-dimensional, one-hit wonder. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Absolutely. And yeah, you bring up a league of their own, which is just an incredible movie. And, uh, um, uh, one of my all time favorites. And again, like, um, 93, 94. So again, I'm, I'm a kid and I'm watching that. And like, when, you know, when you pop up, it's like, Oh, this is good. This feels, I know, I know Mark, <laughs> this is good. Um, <laughs> but we got to talk about, we got to talk about leprechaun. We have to, we can't not oh, yeah. talk about Ozzy. So this For is, sure. you know, leprechaun, as a horror film and a horror franchise, it's beloved. It really is beloved. Like, in, again, you might not know that, or you might be finding that out as you, you know, do appearances or, or talk to more people. But I'm I'm finding it out on on Instagram, Craig. <laughs> That's where it's, it is. It's yeah, crazy. You know, dude, start uh, start start going to those horror conventions. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you, dude. Get that money off the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go get that money off the table. <laughs> um. <laughs> so Leprechaun's an interesting movie. Warwick Davis uh, is, uh, you know, plays the Leprechaun. He's a pretty versatile guy. He had done Star Wars. He did Willow. Um, yep. He, you know, I always wonder about movies like this, where when when people look back at them in their career, are they are they happy they did it? Or are they kind of like oh, I don't know? But like Warwick Davis always embraced it and seems to really, uh, you know, have enjoyed playing that character. Um, yeah. but if you could just talk a little bit about maybe getting that role and what that shoot was like, because it, it is a hell of a fun movie. Like I told you, we, we just did a watch along with a, a bunch of our listeners and it was some of them, it was their first time and it is undeniably a fun watch. Thank you. Um, well, um, I literally flew back from doing from uh, Oneonta, New York. I was at the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame doing uh, the role of Stillwell that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have time to make it home. I lived in Kern County, uh, north of uh, where the set was. And so they put me up in a hotel and I'm checking in and these little people started walking across the lobby. And I went, I bet that's Warwick Davis. I bet that's our leprechaun with his wife and sure enough that's we met right then and there and then uh started the film the next morning oh wow and uh caught a you know warwick uh this is in the back in the days to where there were um you know 
the, the technology has advanced special effects and special prosthetics and makeup uh, to, to a point that is almost unbelievable. But back then, they were still using spirit gum. Mm-hmm. And if you've never smelled spirit gum, it is awful. It mm-hmm. will absolutely toast your lungs. Yeah. And uh, he never complained. He, he was always a trooper. And, um, you know, he had his little routine down to where he had to use straws to get something to drink. And then, uh, you know, he would he would have lunch or whatever. And then they'd have to hit him with that shit. And it would, you know, stick everything back down. I'm going, God almighty. This is like hell. You know, I've done enough theater with fake mustaches and stuff to where I hated that stuff. Right. But um, for him, for him, God knows how many, you know. Uh, you know, seven films going through that. No wonder he didn't yeah. want to do Leprechaun Return. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jake, you're you're kind of our our go to horror uh, uh, person. That's what you. Are. That's your new title, horror person. Okay, um, uh, it doesn't pay anymore. Um, well, where how, where does Leprechaun fit in that pantheon to you? I mean, when when you think of the the you know the legends, uh, Halloween. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play. I feel like Leprechaun's right up there with it. It is for me, for sure. I grew up watching Leprechaun, and I always enjoyed movies like Leprechaun and Critters more than I enjoyed, like, Halloween. And to me, like, Leprechaun and Critters share, uh, I don't know, a plot. But <laughs> there to me, this movie is so... It's just so much fun watching the entire... It's so silly the fact that, like, I, I, you know, I was watching it earlier, and uh, when Ozzy has that line, he tried to shine my shoes. It's just one of the funniest things mixed in with like, it, it's always when you can when you can watch a movie that's maybe the funniest thing you've ever seen, but also has some of the grossest stuff you've ever seen in it. That's a good. Time. That's a good movie. That's I a think. good time. <laughs> um, so let's talk about so let's talk about Ozzy. I. I it, uh, you know, we will be uh, politically correct, and we will we will not. Uh, he he's maybe not the sharpest tool in the in the shed. We'll say that. And well, uh, <laughs> Ozzy is trying to get money to buy a new brain. He's trying to get that mm-hmm. brain surgery. Yeah, uh, right. So, <laughs> um, and uh, and I oh the the you know three guys who paint. I like that as a, <laughs> I like that as a business title because it is to the point you you are not questioning. What, all you need to know. That's all you yeah. need to know. Um, but yeah, do you have any memories of the shoot? I mean, where you know, where do oh, you, yeah. where you know, what uh, what was it like? I mean, it's you know, I, I imagine it's a kind of a run and gun kind of thing. Just, you, I don't know. Like it, it, it. it yeah. I don't. It doesn't feel low budget in the sense that you know when you watch something that's a little bit more low budget now, it, it can still yeah. feel kind of like falsely polished. But there's definitely yeah. like a kind of a. Uh, underdog spirit, I will say, to the to Leprechaun. We were shooting in the same area. I want to say in Simi Valley, where they did Little House on the Prairie. Okay. So the next time you watch the movie, you might see Michael Landon wandering around. <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> but um, you know, it was it was a great area, and they they built a nice you know house that you know worked worked very well, and of course. A lot of the interiors were on a sound stage, uh, but there was, you know, there was a lot of stuff. Uh, I would say the majority of it uh, was filmed right there. 
So we had a lot of night shoots and, um, of course, Warwick Assault was always in uh, makeup hell, but the rest of us were just like one little family. You know, Robert Gorman would have his teacher come in and do his <laughs> lessons or whatever after lunch. And then, then, so we'd shoot without Robert. And then when Robert, uh, you know, got his homework assignment, he'd come <laughs> back, come back to work and Robert and I would, would resume. Uh, so it all worked out really good. And Mark Jones was just, well, he still is, uh, just just the best. The guy that created it, that, that wrote uh, the first movie, and uh, still gets a little piece of the pie, even oh. today. Oh, no. <laughs> He's got those leprechaun points. I like that. Mark, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark's got it going on. Oh, um, uh, yeah. He's, he just sent me a uh, a photograph that he has in his office. And I'm going to post it on Instagram. Oh, cool. And it's Mark and I sitting, and it's black and white, out in the middle of a cow's pasture, it looks like. And we're sitting in these tall director's chairs. And in front of us are the chairs that he had brought in, I think, that day that were had emerald green names on them. And it's uh, Robert Gorman and uh, Ken Olin, all, all the, the principal cast. He just he just said get get every one of them their own chair, and uh, and I still have that. Nice, and, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. I have the canvas anyway. So, well, we're all that's uh, very cool. We're all memorabilia collectors. and toy collectors, and uh, yeah. that that you're speaking our language there. Yeah. Well, um, I know you're coin collectors. Have you ever seen? Uh, I threw these out here because I I know you just did the the, the toy thing. I have a few things that might be a little older than what you guys were talking about. You yeah. see that? What do we got there? Yeah. Well, yeah. You put the cap in there and you throw it out on the concrete, the driveway. Oh. And you say, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what a dang boy. That's all it does. I want a BB gun. And of course, I have several of these BB guns. And if you look at Daisy real close there, it's got. Yeah. It's got the BB stuck oh. in the in the eye. Okay. And cool. uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then um, I've got a junior paratrooper badge. Well, that's oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, death from above. <laughs> speaking yes. of death, death in the streets of uh, Wyoming or whatever. We got wow, dude. He's got All the metals. vintage stuff. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Got got the raised uh, Longhorn on the grips there, and. Still bust a cat. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. well, you know, but but the the uh, the one I really wanted to show you guys, and uh, there was only one Batman when this came out. Oh, is that, a, what? is that a belt buckle? A Batman belt buckle? Yep. What and, year? Uh, Whoa! I had, I had put I had put these in arrangement with a few other things, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was. Broke splattered in hell one year, and I, I thought, well, I've got all this stuff here. I'll just make my mom, I'll make a little frame and put this stuff in here, and it'll remind her of my childhood. And uh, the last item I was going to put in was a green plastic army man. And it was the, the classic army man where the commander's holding the binoculars in one hand, and he's holding his forty-five in the other. Mm. And uh, I thought, no, you know what? There's no plastic in here. And it dawned on me, everything that I've shown you is metal. Yep. Mm-hmm. So 
I left it out. It would have ruined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Army Man. You're not part of the display. Um, <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I love that. Well, I mean, we're, you know, as yeah. we, we're big but, on. No, go for it. Well, just, just to show you guys, I am not stuck in the past. <laughs> I also have a very cool stuff. Uh, hey, you know what? No. That that hat might cost a two hundred dollars at a vintage shop. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, dude. That's funny. It's on Etsy. <laughs> um, okay, forget it. No, I like it. I like it. It's very cool. You do have a cool side. This is the. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying this very much. I think. Yeah. I I like that you're you. You know, it's it's you know we do go to a lot of uh, conventions. We meet. Um, you know, we we love. We're, we're like I said, we're all collectors. We love getting our autographs and getting our eight by ten signed, and and getting to meet and talk to the people uh, who are who who did films and television and stuff that's important to us, and hear a little bit of their story. It's it's like the coolest thing in the world, and technology allows us to do it virtually, obviously. But uh, have you thought about you know getting on the the convention circuit? Because there's plenty of hundreds and thousands of people who who would love to uh, hand you a crisp fifty dollar bill for that signature. I'm telling you. Well, I, I, I did one before COVID hit. It okay. Was Horror Hound. Okay. And, okay. Uh, Horror Hound's a good one. Yeah. Th- thoroughly loved it in, in Indianapolis. And uh, so, you know, I keep waiting for uh, hints, hints, uh, the, the, the next one. Uh, and supposedly there's some things in the work, but works, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. Okay. You know, I don't want to say, oh, oh yes, I'm going to be appearing at the blah 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 blah. Well, I will <laughs> I will we'll we'll talk off the air, but we uh we go to Dragon Con in Atlanta every year, which is one of the biggest sci-fi uh conventions in the country, really the world. I mean, you know, seven slash party. Sla- it's a huge party, but the you know, seventy, eighty thousand people, and you would be uh, a tremendous guest and uh I can help you talk to the right people. Oh, God bless you. Thank you, right? I, I'll, I'll, uh, I would love it. I would love it. They, I mean, they listen, they're trying to get, they, it was kind of touch and go whether or not it was going to happen this year and it's back on. So they're, I know they're filling out yeah. the guests, uh, for this year. It's Labor Day weekend every, every Labor Day in Atlanta. But, um, listen, we got to talk about Leprechaun Returns real quick. And I want to talk about Gacy as okay. well. So if we've got a few more minutes and Seinfeld. Oh, oh you're, you're oh, the, it's, I, we got to talk about I, Seinfeld. I, I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. I have agreed to do uh, the Burton Ball in San Antonio, which is a two day event. Okay, and uh, this will be the eleventh year, and they asked me to be the uh, guest of honor. So what do you say? You know, I I said sure. Okay, you're going to fly me, feed me, and uh, they're they're bringing in a a, a Pee Wee replica bike for me to stand next to for. You know, people take their selfies and stuff like Very that. Very cool. Oh, and I cool. want to say that's the 16th and 17th of October, right before uh, a Halloween. I love that. I want to go Dang. to this. I want to go. Yeah, I, I want to go to that. I want to go to the Burton Ball. This is great. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, that's great. Congratulations. I mean, cool guest of honor. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like this, these are not, you know, it's always interesting speaking with actors where a lot of the times, uh, it's just work. It's something I did. And, 
And I think it's probably difficult sometimes. Like, I imagine this. If somebody was like, hey, we, Craig, we want to interview you about, so, you know, you used to sell newspapers uh, 20 years ago for a week. What was that like? And I'd be like, no. I don't know. I don't remember. And they're like, well, it was really important to me. Like, oh, right, right. <laughs> good, good for you. Um, right. But so, the fact that you embrace it is very, very cool because we have talked to some horror uh, celebrities who have not seemed quite as excited <laughs> to be a part yeah. of it. So it's very cool that you have pride. Well, you know, I think it's, it's just, uh, you know, I, I was, I, I resisted it for a long time. It was like, Oh, I don't deserve this. Oh no. Oh, this, Oh, Pasha. And, um, you know, after, you know, a, a couple of just beautiful encounters, Mm -hmm. uh, one big guy in Dallas came up to me uh, in the lobby afterwards. Uh, Paul Rubens had spotlighted myself and my wife, and we didn't know what was going to happen. So when we filed out with the crowd or whatever, we had a few people standing around, you know, and asking questions. This big old guy kind of made his way through the crowd and came up and he had silver hair going. And uh, he said, can I have a hug? I said, sure, man. And he whispered in my left ear, you were part of my childhood. And uh, I'll remember that on my deathbed. Yeah. I mean, it's powerful. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's nostalgia yeah. and it's, it's, you know, we live in uh, a really crazy uh, world and there's a lot of unfortunate stuff happening all the time. And, um, being able to reach back into uh, your your fond childhood memories uh, for us, it's a very specific time. I mean, we are huge fans of movies like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future and Batman and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like these are monumental. Uh, important moments uh, of our of our early development, okay. and uh, we still reach back into. I'm looking at my VHS shelf that has all these movies, and I reach and and watch them for comfort. So yeah. it's it's really a special yes. thing that continues. We're not no, well, not. people, is what we're saying. <laughs> we're, <laughs> not we're not okay. We're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's something that happened. I mean, well, you, you know, we didn't have a lot of choices back then. You had mm -hmm. Atari. Probably, right? I don't know, one of those. If you were lucky. Yeah, Pong and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, so people just wore them out. I mean, I had people at Horror Hound that, that were coming up with these just hammered uh, old VHS cases. And I'm going, God almighty, this thing has been through the mill. And, you know, the people would say, you know, my brother and I used to watch this every day. Please sign it. It's, it's, it's uh mean a lot to us. And I thought, wow, that's that's great, you know. And, and it finally dawned on me: everybody, all children, did it back then, yeah. and even adults, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and the, anyway, like, no, it's great. And the, like I said, these are kind of I iconic movies. I mean, Teen Wolf is an iconic movie. Like, I don't know what your experience was making it. You might have hated it, but. To Craig me, started playing basketball because of it. I did. And I didn't become a wolf. Really? No. Yeah. Well, I listen. I think so. I love the idea of a wolf becoming, uh, you know, somebody becoming a wolf and be automatically becoming uh, the most popular kid in school. Because I don't know if that's what we, I feel <laughs> like know. everybody would be like, stay away. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but just the, the, the line that you have, the, the, the quit snooping in my locker. It's one line that I used to say to all my friends, like high school and middle school. 
quit snooping in my locker. I just love that. Uh, I'm now doing your lines. Uh, this has gone south. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, Leprechaun. I think one of the, no, one go of for the it, most yeah. quoted lines is, as far as uh, Ozzy, uh, Chevy goes, or whatever, I keep, that I keep, I keep hearing over and over is, shoot it, fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, here this nerdy kid that shouldn't have been on the team in the first place. Right. Goes, okay. And uh, I'm, you know, he makes the shot. I made the shot or whatever. And the damn thing went in. And the surprise that you see when it cuts back to me was for real. <laughs> I didn't think I'd hit the damn back. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Um, so, um, Leprechaun returns. You, you, it seems like, you know, your, your Wikipedia said maybe you, you had retired from acting, but you, you, you came back and you reprised the role. And, uh, like I said, we, we were super excited to get another Leprechaun movie. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that was (laughs) to get closure on, and then spoiler alert, we're going to spoil something here, but when, when Ozzy returns, and you know it was funny, uh, Jake Abigail. We did this watch along the other day, right? A couple weeks ago, we did the the Leprechaun mm-hmm. watch along. It was somebody's first time, and somebody somebody in the chat goes, "Oh, is uh, you know Ozzy swallowing that coin? Is that going to come back into play?" <laughs> <laughs> and Jake goes, "Yeah, in thirty years." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was oh, really cool. <clears throat> well, it's 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 kind of a miracle that I did the film. Um. I moved out of California in 2015. I had had it. uh, And I just, uh, as the Cowboys say, hung up my spurs, left no forwarding and uh, got the hell out of California. Came back to uh, this little town and uh, just uh, thought, well, I'll just, you know, finish things out. However they turn out or whatever, doing other things. And there was a, an interview I did with a guy named Kiko Martinez uh, of the uh, San Antonio Current that he uh, he did with me, and it w- we did it over email. He sent me the questions, I sent him the answers, or whatever. That was the last thing he kept popping up. So God bless him. Everybody would see that as the last mention, uh, and uh, and they would send him emails, and he would just patiently pass them on to me. And the next thing I know, I, I'm thinking, okay, um, South Africa for a little over a month, reprise of Ozzy. Oh, yeah, let's do it. You know, so, you know, I was ready to quit, but they, somebody they, wasn't ready for that. me to quit. Nobody's <laughs> ready. I'm so glad. You know? Well, now, and it's That's cool what, because like it, it, somebody, we, we asked some of our listeners for questions. And one question that came up a couple of times is, you know, you reprised Ozzy, uh, you know, if the opportunity ever presented itself to, to reprise any of your, your other roles, uh, are any of them that have stuck with you over the years that you'd like to kind of see where that character is, uh, you know, some, some years later? Uh, nah, not really. Not really. Are- Oh, I just don't see it happening. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't see, uh, <laughs> you know, Francis was, uh, really the only other character, uh, that was, uh, on Wee's level childlike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. what would he be like this many years later? I would, would love uh, to see, you know, 
It would just be like, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, he was a very spoiled. He he was a uh, 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 of privilege. This this Francis, and you know, he clearly right. his you know his dad spoiled him, and there, he could do no wrong. And mm-hmm. hey, hey, real quick, talking. To, I know we're going back talking about Francis, but I think one of the most under one of the most underrated things about <laughs> Francis is how whenever you're walking up to Pee-wee's house, how sure of yourself you like the walk that Francis does confidence strutting. (laughs) And when he like, when he kind of bounces in place in front of the the fence waiting for Pee-wee, it is just that little bit is just one of the best things about that character. I love it. It's those little things. I just had to say that. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. That was good. Good input. I I don't know. I, 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 I had really never thought about that before, but, um, and I watched a lot of uh, Laurel and Hardy and uh, uh, in early television. It it mm-hmm. seems like uh, I was watching an episode of uh, Andy Griffith the other day with Ernest T. Bass, and physically, this guy was a comedic comedic genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going, my God, what an underappreciated, brilliant guy this was, you know. Um, and I don't know if that was, uh, you know, I had just absorbed that and I thought, well, the attitude is going to be in the walk. Well, I didn't think that it just happened. Mm-hmm. So that's the best, uh, best answer I have for you is it just happened. And, and we're both glad it did. Yes. It was awesome. Yes. I mean, also Francis's outfit, he's like a blue jumpsuit. It's, it's like, he is literally on top of the world. I love that. He's yeah. like, I'm about to go take a bath in the biggest bathtub that's ever existed. <laughs> but first I have to go threaten Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. And then relax with a tiger over the top of you. Huge elephant tusk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just man. how I relax. That's how I we relax. All, we all visited. Uh, we visited that house a couple years ago, and I, I made sure to take a picture of me standing in front of it yep. in the in the Francis pose. That's great. Okay. <laughs> um, I got to bring up Gacy. Um, I've got a complicated history with, with John Wayne Gacy in the, in the sense that I am from the Chicago area. And my grandfather owned a Ford dealership in Desplaines, uh, where, where a lot of the stuff, uh, I believe, uh, went down and just, uh, I was deathly afraid. Cause you know, when you're a kid and you hear stories about like a serial killer, but you're also watching movies like, uh, nightmare on Elm street or, or it, you know, you know, with Pennywise, it kind of all combines in your head and you, it's hard as a child to separate, uh, you know, reality from, from fiction. And the fact that there was a real killer clown is, um, basically the most terrifying thing you could ever, you know, imagine. Um, so you, you know, this was a, a leading role for you and, uh, I don't know how many actors ever get to to play a famous serial killer, but I, I imagine psychologically, there's a uh, the uh, the approach has to be uh, I don't know, it has to be quite an undertaking, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the hardest thing I ever did, and uh, a lot of it was uh, the relationship I had with the director, and um, I did a a podcast not too long ago to where they uh, they talked with Clive in London. I guess it was in London. I don't know. And, uh, they, they talked with me and, uh, they played my segment first and I, I roasted it. Uh, this, uh, you know, it, it happened and, uh, you know, I 
there's mm-hmm. nothing I can do to, you know, I, I like to be kind, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when you have somebody that, uh, gets up on a, an A-frame ladder just out of frame and starts, you know, you took the old book of paper matches and you could take a match out and flick it with your finger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, these matches, lit matches, come zooming into the scene. And the the crew and the camera was back way off of, of, of the scene at that point. And um, the cinematographer or the cameraman said, cut, we got some kind of a flare. You guys on lighting, check that out. You just lost something. Because we just got this big-ass flare right in the middle of the lens. And he went off on that guy, went off on it. Nobody calls, crack on my film. Uh, And we got over that. And then he had a little tiny, this big, uh, Jack in the Box. It played the little ding, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And uh, about halfway through the next take, we hear the ding, 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 ding. Now, Now the sound man is going, God, I'm picking up some kind of stuff. Somebody's got a phone on, somebody, somebody somewhere. I'm getting music in the background. This is not clean, blah, blah, blah. Well, same thing. Nobody yells, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And I almost quit that day um he came down off the ladder and i said hey man you know i'm gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette and i want you to stay in here you don't want to be out there with me and uh they opened the stage door one of those big giant sliding doors and the light came spilling out or spilling in and uh i remember standing just outside that door and looking back at the crew and thinking about people in the cast, and uh, you know, there's no way I can quit. Right? There's no way I can quit. I I would never live with myself because it's too damn late to start shooting with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we went ahead. I went ahead and finished the film. Things were a little smoother after that. But I had uh, I had two young sons at the time, so the the best <clears throat> best explanation of the end of my day most days was. When I got home, I felt like I needed to scrub my brain out with a toilet brush. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Well, we've all had I, yeah. tough. Yeah, there's I nothing worse than a shitty boss. Um, yeah. what, if, if just to kind of expand on that a little bit, what, what was up with that? What was his deal? Like, was he <laughs> like, seriously, like, was he just, was he trying to elicit, like, was it some weird artistic He's creating thing? havoc and then yelling at y'all? Cause that's, yeah. Well, no, it, it um, it was uh, his second film. I don't, I don't know that you could even see his first film, and he hasn't done a film since. I think he was oh. just uh, totally overwhelmed and probably uh, uh, was uh, overcompensating okay. for uh, you know uh, feelings of uh, inadequacy. Okay. Uh, and this, I don't stuff. know. I'm not a psychologist, but uh, you know, yeah. he uh, yeah. he sent he uh, he sent me a. Uh, a message or whatever and he said I, I had no idea i had that effect on you back then and i said you know I, I think my reply was hey water under the bridge right okay good um 
Yeah, interesting. I, that's a that's a you know. Thank you for the uh, the insight and the anecdote. And like yeah, that, that's, for sure. That's also a movie. Um, you know, it's got uh, you know a nice uh, little following, and it's got a cult. Uh, you know, it's a it's really heavy subject matter. It's you know, it's not a family film on a Friday night. Like, let's watch Gacy. Not again, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday, Dad's watching Gacy again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I've got members of my family. You know, that, uh, you know, have you seen Gacy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just can't because I would think of you as Gacy. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always, people, yeah. People, people at, uh, you know, at convention or whatever, they would say, oh, I've never seen you and Gacy because it would just ruin Francis for me. Yeah. Got to separate <laughs> the art and the artist and the character. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, whatever. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, so, so. Mark, we got to ask what what are you uh you know what are you working on now? Like we said earlier, you're 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 doing the uh, the social media stuff. You're posting really great stuff. Where you know where can people find you? Where can they interact with you? And um, more than anything, you got cameo, which is fantastic, and mm-hmm. also you've got an official store with a bunch of cool merchandise. Tell us tell us about that. The Mark Holden store. Mark Holden store. Uh, something that uh, I had thought about a couple of times over the years. And uh, when we went into COVID hell, mm-hmm. I thought this might be a good time to do this because nobody's going to a convention. Uh, the only people, uh, you know, that can afford to get, you know, swag are, you know, they're paying a, you know, a big premium to the, to the, uh, the shops or whatever, the ones that are open anyway, or were open during that time. And I thought, you know, I might just do that, you know, because I've got uh, I've got at least five characters I can do some stuff with. I'll do uh, I'll do T-shirts, you know, I'll I'll, I'll throw in uh, anything from uh, muscle shirts to T-shirts to long sleeve tees to uh, sweat. Any, you know, I do a little, you know, apparel thing in every color of the rainbow. And I'll, I'll I think on uh, the, the Gacy one, it says uh, killer clown or or what's wrong. Haven't you ever seen a clown before? <laughs> Something like that. Um, and uh, so uh, then I, I, I thought, well, coffee mugs would be pretty cool. I looked at the some of the drinkware or whatever. I thought, you yeah, know, coffee mugs would be cool. And uh, so we, uh, we uh, had our second item. And, and, uh, and then, of course, 8 by 10s uh, I found uh, a place that uh, printed up uh, some 8 by 10s of uh, the top five characters. And uh, it's on a hundred pound stock, so it's not going to dog ear. And uh, anyway, uh, you know, we we added a few other things. Um, <laughs> we have a mouse pads, See, Mark Holton mouse pads. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Merch is where uh, it's at. We need now. <laughs> I, I tried to bring this up with Abby and Jake before we started, and they said save it for the show. You, to the best of my knowledge, there is. No, Mark Holton of any of your characters in action figure form. We need to change that. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out how to get a Francis figure. You know, we've had Pee Wee Herman. There's Teen Wolf. Like we, we're gonna work on. I don't know what we're gonna do. I can't make any promises, <laughs> but we gotta figure this out. So somebody out there, let's get. Yeah, because. We are toy collectors. We love our action figures. We love our, they call it, uh, in the toy collecting community, it's known as plastic crack is what they call it. And uh, we got to figure that out. But we'll leave that for another day. 
Mark Holton yeah, store. I, I would com. like the Francis Ewok. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, that wouldn't work. Okay. I, I, no. We can figure it out. You know what yeah. else we love is mashups that make no sense. So let's get a yeah. Francis yeah. Ewok. Um, we have a few listeners that are artists and designers. So hopefully we'll have something. There's a chance yeah. that tomorrow there's going to be some sort of illustration of a, of a Francis Ewok floating around. That yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so markholtonstore.com is where you can get personalized Autographed eight by tens, high quality, hundred pound stock. All your characters. This is awesome. T-shirts, coffee mugs, and then I brought up Cameo as well. Cameo is really popular. Yep. It's a really cool way to interact with fans. Have you had some fun stuff with that so far? I love doing cameos uh, because of it's sneaky. You know, I have a brother. His name is Francis, and he hates his name. <laughs> and I want you to make a, a video. Blah blah blah. I had another lady, uh, when we would uh, watch this uh, movie, my crew, my girls and I, uh, it was always over at so-and-so's house, and her mother's name was Frances. So we started referring to her. They didn't just call her Frances. They called her Frances. (laughs) 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 So that and and birthdays and, uh, you know, people... um, you know, ask me to, to, to throw out a line from this and throw out a line from that. And, uh, I, I'm very proud to say, uh, I haven't done a million of them, but every one of them got a five-star rating. There you go. And, nice. uh, very good. So I, I, I give it, uh, I give it, it's, uh, you know, due diligence or whatever. So. Very cool. Awesome. Good. Very, very cool. And then last question are, I, it looks like, you know, I didn't want to speak out of turn, but uh, I looked like you were filming something on Instagram. Are you, are you working uh, on a, on a film right now? Something that's going to be released? Uh, I have finished a film and we shot it during the COVID thing. It's called stream, like row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Okay. It, it is a horror film uh, directed by Michael Levy, uh, dust on the lens films. And uh, I uh, don't don't really know what the release date is, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, sooner than later. <laughs> That's about all I can say right now. Very cool. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Well, okay, we'll keep cool. everybody updated. Um, yeah. Well, Mark, this was a ton of fun. We really appreciate your time, and and we hope to see you out on the. You know, we go to a lot of horror conventions and regular conventions, so we hope now that COVID's calming down and people are back out in the world that we'll we'll see you and we can meet you and uh, just kind of like sit there for an hour and make you do lines from your movie, and then you'll have to get security to get rid of us. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be so great. And then we can meet up for drinks later. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And then I'll I'll, cool. I'll I'll just drunkenly yell at you. Uh, I don't make monkeys; I just train them. Is that the line? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so I, I left I that on a, on a voicemail to to Jake today in my my. Yep. I got a problem with doing impressions. I'm not good at, and it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of its own epidemic. Uh, I just, did so. fine. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, Mark, have a wonderful day. We will catch up down the road. Everybody go to Mark Holton's official store, which is markholtonstore.com. And oh, also, where can they follow you on Instagram? What is your official handle? At official Mark Holton. Easy enough. At official Mark Holton. Yeah. We will link it in our description below. Thank you for joining us, and we will catch up later. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thanks, Man. dude. And the other.